Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Dave Softy Mahler, KJR Radio in Seattle. It's National Championship Game Day, NRG in Houston. Softy flew into Texas on Sunday and now just hours away from kickoff. What's the vibe? Softy, when it comes to the Huskies in Michigan, the, the game is finally here. Sometimes it's just like seems like it takes forever to get to the kickoff. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was talking about that, Dave, with a buddy of mine, that when the Seahawks are in the Super Bowl and you have the extra week with the bye, you really need the extra week to get yourself situated and get ready. And there was a big part of me that was kind of hoping that we would have an extra week to kind of soak this up and enjoy it. Now I just want to get the damn thing over with, right, and just be done with it because I cannot wait until 6.45 tonight to get this game kicked off, man. It's the biggest game in Washington football history. I mean, outside of Georgia or Alabama or maybe Ohio State or Clemson, what, what program would not play in a game like this and say it was the biggest game they've ever played? So I'm, I'm ready for tonight. Lots of purple and gold. Lots of Husky fans have made the trip down here. Let's rock and roll, baby. Come on. How ironic, and I just thought about this earlier today, that they're playing Michigan, who they beat when they won the national championship after the 91 season. Yeah, 34-14, to 14, 92 Rose Bowl. Uh, Billy Joe Hobart, Mario Bailey, who uh, works with me now, by the way. He's on our pregame, postgame show, uh, who did the famous Heisman pose in the end zone, kind of mocking Desmond Howard that day in Pasadena. So there's a lot of history, guys, between UW and Michigan when it comes to Washington and the Wolverines and the Big Ten, the Pac-12, going back to the 78 Rose Bowl with Warren Moon. Uh, the 2000 game, our 2001 game with 12 men on the field. And the Huskies lost that game in Ann Arbor, beat them in 2002 back in Seattle, got their ass kicked two years ago in Ann Arbor when they ran for 300 yards on them. And Cade McNamara barely threw the ball and it didn't matter because the Wolverines just bludgeoned the Huskies to death that day. And that kind of is the amazing thing, Dave, is you think about where this program was two years ago, getting crushed by the same Michigan football team. And now two years later, playing that same team for the national championship. It is amazing. Yeah, and, and both teams, obviously with Penix and all the, the attention he gets with the passing game, but Washington's offensive line, the Joe Moore award winners, Michigan likes to grind people in the dust. Man, is, is this a bully fight tonight in some ways? I think it is, and I think Washington can play that kind of game. There's a lot of people for some reason that don't think that Washington can play that kind of game 
And frankly, I don't get it. I think it's being lazy. I think Booger McFarland is lazy. I think he's an idiot, to be honest with you. Keeps talking about big boy football. Now he's doing it, I think, just to piss people off and just stir the pot, Dave, to be honest with you. But Washington played big boy football against Oregon State. They played big boy football against Utah. They did it against Sweat and Murphy last week in the Sugar Bowl, for God's sakes, and did it twice against Oregon. So I don't know where that comes from. I mean, this might be a different brand of big boy football tonight that we'll see in Michigan. But I thought UW, against a really good Texas defensive line, held their own. Michael Penix was not sacked. He was not hit in that game last week against Sweat and Murphy. So I like their chances tonight against Michigan, man. Could it then come down to who dictates the pace of the game? Absolutely. I think if Washington gets up early and forces J.J. McCarthy to throw the football, that's not what Michigan wants to do at all. They want to grind it out with Blake Corum, man. You guys know that. Look, no disrespect to Roman Wilson or anybody else on that football team, but they don't have the wide receivers that Washington has. And frankly, I don't think they have the wide receivers that Texas has with Mitchell and Worthy and even Sanders to tight end. I don't think Michigan has those types of weapons on the outside. So if Washington can force Michigan to throw the football, maybe get a break on a punt or a kickoff return or even an interception or a turnover and go up 14 points or 10 points in this game, we'll see if Jim Harbaugh decides to kind of, you know, press the issue and start to throw the ball when they're down double-digit points. And that's one of the other kind of great, uh, I think, angles on this game tonight, Smokey, is that there's a great history between Seattle and Jim Harbaugh going back to his days with the 49ers. And here we are yet again with a chance to get Jim Harbaugh in a big game on the national stage, just like they did in 2013 in the NFC Championship game. What is your, your, just your own gut instinct on Harbaugh's future? Is this his last game at Michigan, you think? I think it is, yeah. I, I think Jim Harbaugh's sick and tired of college football. He's sick and tired of the NCAA. I think there's too much allure to the NFL. Coaches work a lot less than they, in the NFL than they do in college football. The only thing that would keep Harbaugh at Michigan is because it's Michigan, right? So I, I, I think Jim Harbaugh has been longing to get back to the NFL. There's too many good jobs open right now with too many good quarterbacks, like the situation in Carolina with Bryce Young and the situation with Justin Herbert in L.A. Uh, I think it is his last game in college football, and I wonder how the Wolverines play for him, by the way. What was the reaction with Kalen DeBoer was hired, and what is he thought of now with what he's done in such a short amount of time? I think it's been unbelievable, Dave. I mean, nobody could have seen this coming with him. They were 4-8 two years ago. They lost the Apple Cup. They got hammered by Washington State. Jaden Delora was planting the flag on the 50-yard line. He's since transferred to his second school since then, by the way. But here we are two years later after going 4-8, and eight, and Kalen DeBoer is sitting here at Washington, and he's 25-2 and two in 27 games. I mean, nobody could have seen this coming. Not even him. Not even Jen Cohen, who hired him, could have seen this kind of asinine turnaround. But you know what? It just goes to show you that Washington's roster was never that bad to begin with because Roma Dunze was there. Jalen McMillan was there. Braylon Trice and Zion Tupola Fatui, Troy Fatano, your starting right, starting left tackle. All those guys were there. A lot of them brought in by Jimmy Lake, by the way. So this turnaround by Kalen DeBoer that he's pulled off here in two years and with the way they've been winning games, Dave, every freaking game feels like the Super Bowl with these guys. Every single game feels like the game of the year, and every game has a play of the year or five. I don't know if we'll ever see this type of season ever again in Husky football history. How much does the uh, the experience – they have a lot of guys that are grisly – four, five, six-year players, part of college football today. How much do you think that's allowed them to make this run in 2023? 
I think it's been gigantic, man. I mean, you got a bunch of six-year players on this football team that have been around for a long time and seen the bottom of the barrel. They're all pissed off. They're angry. You know, all these guys last year when they announced on social media that they were coming back, they did it together. Roma Dunze, Jalen McMillan, Jalen Polk, Bray- Braylon Trice, Zion Tupola-Fatui, all of them announcing together that we are coming back for one more year. But that's, this is why they came back, right? This yep. is exactly why they came back to be in this situation tonight. Dave Softy Mahler, KJR Seattle with us. What would this mean? Don James was the coach in 91. He's passed on. Epman was the big name on that team. What will this mean to the University of Washington hierarchy, former players, and just the tradition right. of the program? Well, it's funny. You talk to guys like Mario Bailey, who was on that 91 team, and you start bringing up the idea that this team might be better in the 91 team and he starts getting pissed off, right? Starts getting mad at you. you know, <laughs> that team would kick this team's ass. And look, there, there's no doubt that you can argue the 91 team was a better team, but this would be a better accomplishment, right? I mean, going 15 and 0 and being the undisputed national champion versus 12 and 0, there's just no comparison, right? I mean, that, that team did not have to run through the gauntlet that this team had to run through, man. So this would be the greatest accomplishment in the history of Washington football. And for people like me that are big Seahawks fans and big Mariner fans, but just bigger Husky fans, it'd be the greatest thing I ever saw. I'm 50 years old, Dave, and if they can pull this off tonight, it'd be the best thing, the greatest thing I've ever seen as a sports fan in my life. It'd be one of the greatest days of my life if they can get this done tonight. They play with their food a little bit. They almost threw it up, choked on it uh, against Texas at the end of that game. Do they learn from that, or is that just who they are? Well, I just think if you go back to the Texas game, really what happened there, they tried to run the clock out with Dylan Johnson, their best running back, and he got banged up, and they couldn't get the 10 yards they needed. They got the 10 yards they needed the week before or a month earlier in the Pac-12 championship against Vegas, but could not do it that day against the Texas Longhorns. So I don't have any problem with what they were doing that night schematically. They just somehow, some reason, every game find a way to be in a fight in the fourth quarter. So how about this? How about they kick somebody's ass? How about they blow somebody out for the – for the first time this year and give us all a freaking break because I'm not sure if my heart can take one more of those games, Dave. Welcome back to Texas, Softy. Good luck tonight. Enjoy the memories. I hope they're good for you. Thanks for your time as always. Okay, bud. Take care. See you. Go dog. Softy Mahler, KJR Seattle, 365 Sports. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.